Welcome back to That's the Tea. I'm RJ. And I'm Ryan. And we're here bringing you football news in the most digestible way possible. Today, Ryan, today, we are recapping last week of the NFL season. It week was, five. Yeah, it was, it was interesting. I, nothing, nothing. I feel like nothing really popped out as much as like last week when like Christian McCaffrey got hurt, but still a fun week. Nothing too crazy. I waited the whole weekend to get my team's game on Monday night. <laughs> was heartbroken. Yeah, it was a rough week. Let's just say that. Do you ever, do you ever, I, I think my favorite part was that, um, you know, after, after the Tampa Bay and um, New England game, you know, everyone was hyping up Monday night football. Like, okay, oh, yeah. on to the next one. Mm-hmm. And what did y'all do? Y'all, y'all pulled a, y'all pulled a Raider. I'm still trying to cope. <laughs> You're still trying to cope. Okay. You get 15 seconds on this podcast right now to talk about anything you want about that game. Go. I think I already, I, I think I texted you this the night of, cause I was so mad, but you know, if the offense wants to dress up and fly to LA, please perform in the first half, please do something. If not, just stay at home in Vegas, you know, go gamble, go do something better with your life. Right. And this is coming from a good place in my heart because I want to see them win. So I'm not, I'm not saying this because I hate you guys. It's just, come on, man. Put the whole team on the command man statement. Whole that team. first half was bad. Whole that team. first half was bad. First half was bad. And also the one thing that I don't get is, do you remember the third quarter when it was 14-21 and they're driving down and they, they were facing a fourth down and then they kicked a field goal instead? Mm-hmm. I don't really understand. Because in my mind, I'm like, you're confident, you're, you're confident in the defense now after they got one stop on Justin Herbert, <laughs> that you're okay playing – Get, getting 17 to 21 if you made the field goal. It's like, what? I don't understand. God, why, why, why'd you ask? Why'd you give me 15 seconds? No, man. <laughs> it's okay. Now you have the energy to talk about yeah, right. everything else mm-hmm. for this episode. And as we always start the recap episodes, we have injuries. I don't and like the I'm- first one on your list. You don't. That's going to get me more mad because you know who has Joe Mixon? I have Joe Mixon. If it makes you feel any better, I also have Joe Mixon in the other league that we're both in. So we're both in the same basket on this one. Joe Mixon back on his bull bull again. What I mean by that, do you remember last year? Did you have Joe Mixon last year? No, no. That's the first year. First year. Oh, yes. You finally trusted him, right? I, tr- I finally trusted him. I read articles. People said he's not that injury prone. He's played more games than Dalvin Cook has. And I'm like, wow, what a great point. <laughs> That's enough for me to draft him. But yeah, um, just a recap of last year, he had a foot injury and he was week to week. The only problem was he was week to week for 12 weeks straight and he never played. You know how bad that is? It's bad. That's three months of being week to week. Yeah. Yeah. But optimism my, oh yes go, go for it. i'm yeah, just yeah. kind of curious my question is you know when you label a player as week to week is it because you're hopeful and it's just this player is just not making any progress with the injury or you're trying to trick people you know like ooh, spooky you know like he's week to week i'm like well, what, what what what's the goal here man i think um i think it's one of those things where like you're hopeful but it it spiraled the wrong way ah i see it, it you know, when people are like, it's trending in the right direction, it never went the right direction. 
Well, so you're telling me at the halfway point, maybe, you know, at the six week mark, you don't think that this is not going where you think it's going because, you know, every day at the media conference, someone's going to ask about Joe Mixon. You're like, he's week to week. (laughs) You're not going to realize after saying it like six times. It's probably time to put him on IR. Nope. Never crossed, never crossed the Bengals mind. (laughs) But as of right now, Joe Mixon, he was actually unable to practice on Wednesday. And yeah, but the, the good thing is that he, he was expected to miss Wednesday's practice and you should really look for Thursday and Friday. However, comma, you, I think you need to have a contingency plan. If you have Joe Mixon rostered, he should not be in your starting lineup right now. You should have another running back there right now. Yeah, that's why I picked up Damian Williams. And I think Samaje Perrine is not a bad choice either. Yes, people were talking about Samanje Perrine and also Chris Evans. They're, I think he's a rookie running back as well. You're like, why care about the rookie running back? Have you heard of Kenneth Gainwell? Yeah, yeah. I heard of him now. Yeah, we should we should care about we should care about Chris Evans now. But yeah, um, just something to monitor moving on for the rest of the week. Have a backup plan for Joe Mixon. That is our recommendation. Ryan, go for your first injury. David Montgomery. I'm sure you already know this, but. I'm sure everyone knows David Montgomery is out, but <laughs> I, don't, I can't trust this man. I think in, in the summer, we talked about David Montgomery mm-hmm. and we're just like, do you trust him this year now? Or do you, do, do you trust his like uh, late season surge to carry over? And then now the, the guy's injured, three Cohen's injured. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, look for Damian Williams if you want a, a share of the Bears running back. But is it, I think it's pretty bad. If you're, if you're declared out four to six weeks already or five to six, something like that. Yeah. Um, I think the David Montgomery situation is that you, you treat it just like Jerry Judy, like, Hey, uh, yeah. Out for extended period of time. Some people will benefit. And like the biggest risk is that like David Montgomery's injuries, what, four to six weeks, something like that. Are you starting him the week he comes back? Probably not, to be honest. No. There you go, right? Right. You you have to you have to wait and see, and then imagine if he has a matchup against a tough defense the week after. Did you really want to start him after that? You really don't. No, and no. so, something to consider moving on with David Montgomery. I think um, Damian Williams is a good pickup. I'm concerned because I think Justin Fields might have more designated runs and designed runs just for him to kind see of that. ease Damian Williams in because I don't think he's a true number one running back anymore. He's 29 years old. He is 29, but I think he's still going to get the load of the carries, mm-hmm. if anything. I think I think the worst case with Damian Williams, it's going to be a game script thing where when Tariq Cohen comes back and they're kind of down behind, then Damian Williams will be on the sidelines. But if, if they Ooh, have yeah. a game in somewhat of like control, then they're just going to run the ball or like play, play, it, play it normal, play it at a normal speed. They don't need to speed things up and try to force points on the board. Got it. And I don't mean to play devil's advocate one more time, but something else to consider is when David Montgomery comes back after this injury, do you think he's going to get the full workload? Especially if Damian Williams plays well down the stretch. That is true. They, they might look elsewhere because it is Matt Nagy. So it all really all depends on how well Damian Williams does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Because again, David Montgomery might actually lose part of his rushing production to Damian Williams if he does very well. Mm-hmm. All right. Moving on to my next injury, Jimmy G, man, the <laughs> Italian stallion. Um, he is, I don't think he's, he's no longer the Italian stallion. 
He's no longer the Italian. He's just he's just an everyday horse right now, right? Everyday horse, or just it's, Italian at this point, or just <laughs> Italian. Um, so yeah, Jimmy G got hurt in Sunday's game against Seattle. They are labeling it as a calf injury. However, he has a chance to play in Week Five against the Cardinals. Hmm. This I don't want to jinx it, but-, but I think both of us are more durable than Jimmy G. Unfortunately, it's the truth. Yeah. And the next time we go play pickup football, someone's going to get injured. Watch. Just because we said this. Just because. <laughs> I, I love how Jimmy G finds a new week to get injured. Like the week he tore his ACL was week three. This week it's week, or this year it's week four. I think he had his calf injury or his um his ankle? knee injury. Or oh, no, yeah, his no. knee, his ankle. He's hurt yeah. everything and like below the hip at this point. But he, but he likes to time it for the beginning of the season. Some Sometime there, you know. Oh yeah, it's always it's always a um, mid-level injury. So he's back, maybe towards the end of the season, just so he can sneak in one more injury to call <laughs> off the rest of the year. You know, oh poor guy. But with that being said, Trey Lance is probably going to be the starter. I if I were to bet money on it, I probably wouldn't because I really don't know what's going on in Kyle Shanahan's head. But I think Trey Lance is going to start. This offense is going to look. I think it's going to look a lot different come Sunday against the Cardinals. Oh, will, will Debo still get the ball or what, what is different? I think Debo still gets the ball. I think they're more designated runs, designed runs for Trey Lance. Makes sense. I think Brandon Ayuk might pop as well. So why would Brandon Ayuk pop all of a sudden? So I feel like, I feel like each kind of role player on the offense has their own thing. I think Debo Samuel is like the safety blanket. Yes, I see that. When you look at him on third down, I know that kind of is George Kittle as well, but George Kittle is like down the middle. Like, hey, like he can he can probably rip one as well. And he's just always in as a pass blocker as well. Okay. And Brandon Ayuk is going to be the field stretcher. Oh, not Debo Samuel? No, I don't think so. But I think, I still think he'll be productive. I think Debo Samuel is more of like a Devontae Adams. Yeah. And Ayuk is more of a Tyreek Hill. Tyreek though he's crazy Tyreek's such a good three three touches I'm telling you I hype this man up all the time I don't get why you didn't draft him you hyped him up so much and we're gonna I'm gonna keep talking about it you you because I I I don't get paid by him for hyping you up I do it for free so I (laughs) I I I, I couldn't you know like kiss up to him so much to the point where I also draft him but he did get three touchdowns against the the Eagles the Eagles yeah my God, he's, it's like he can play one on on eleven. I bet you. He really, he's, yeah, he's good because he he's a really versatile wide receiver. And I don't think a lot of people talk about that as yeah. much. They always talk about his speed, but like he he can really play on all levels. Yep, yeah, but yeah, that's it for Jimmy G. Tell me about the next quarterback injury, Ryan. Uh, he went night night. <laughs> can you guess who it is? <laughs> who is it, Ryan? The second coming of sleep time for Teddy Bridgewater. No, I'm, I'm totally kidding. You know, like, <laughs> I feel so best for saying that. But, you know, I hope you're fine and then you can play this Sunday. But if you can't, Drew Locke will start for you. You don't have to worry about him running away with your job, though. So you can take all the time you need to recover. And I just demote all the pass catchers and the Broncos if Drew Locke is starting. He looked so bad. So bad. So bad. You know, the thing with Locke is that 
You see, Locke is actually willing to throw it down the field. But the problem is, is that he has no accuracy. So it's just kind of like, he just goes down the field. Bridgewater, though, I feel is not willing to throw down the field as much, but he has the accuracy. So it's kind of like you win some, you lose some. If you're the Broncos, you can't get both. You really, you, you would just wish that Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke just like combined as one. Yeah. yeah. And that, that quarterback is named Deshaun Watson, but he can't play right now. He can't play. Yeah. So, so we can't have Teddy Locke. Uh, no Teddy Locke. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Honestly, I think Teddy Locke would be pretty good. Could you get a running? Oh, yeah, because it would just be Deshaun Watson. <laughs> just be Deshaun Watson. You're you were about to describe Deshaun Watson, and you stopped yourself. Which yeah, is and good. I was just like, wait. <laughs> um, but yeah, you. We can move on from this one really quickly. I I have mm-hmm. to agree with you. If Drew Lock starts, you demote every pass catcher on this team. If Teddy yeah. Bridgewater water starts, start Cortland Sutton. I'm kind of scared because they're playing Pittsburgh. It's a good defense. This might be a game you sit Cortland Sutton. All right, take it away with your last injury, and then I'll do mine. Yes, I am very happy about this one. <laughs> one of my favorite players, honestly, Christian McCaffrey. We have an injury update. Matt Rule says that Panthers running back Christian McCaffrey will come to practice Wednesday, and he did. He tested the hamstring, and he looked good. However, it doesn't mean he'll play Sunday against the Eagles. So he's getting better, though. Yes, I am concerned. I'm what? very concerned. You, you just things. said you were oh, okay. Go ahead. Two things. Yeah. One, it'd be great if he is healthy. He comes back. The only risk is that I don't want him to, to rush back on the field. If that makes sense. Okay. Which is, I think is okay because you, as you said, although he's back this Wednesday, it does not mean he'll play on Sunday. Yes. I hope Matt rule rules out Christian McCaffrey for Sunday though. Just one more week. Yes. Because the problem is if he's active, who do you start? It do, oh, you're right you're right you're right because he might be limited you exactly and chuba hubbard that takes that takes carries away from chuba hubbard and now what now you can't start either but i mean like that's just a selfish way of looking at it from a fantasy perspective um if he is a full go though i think you start him i think you do but the thing is you see after there's an injury scare like that and you're matt rule wouldn't you want to just split carries between the two Especially if they're three and, and manage a workload. Yeah, mm-hmm. because it's kind of like you can do it without McCaffrey, too. Mm-hmm. So technically, you can do what uh, Pete Carroll is doing in Seattle, where he's kind of managing, managing uh, Chris Carson's workload. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. So I, I feel like you can do the same thing. You save both of them instead of yeah. running one down into the ground. I cannot agree with you more for that one. Hope I, I and. That does sound concerning, but I still think Christian McCaffrey will still be a good running back, even if he gets a little reduced workload and spends yeah. some stuff to Chuba Hubbard because he's not going to take that much. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not going to take much. I think Chris McCaffrey will still score every week. It's just, you know, you can't expect like crazy 20-point games anymore, but it doesn't mean he won't be an RB1. Got it. All right. Go for your last player, right? My last one is the Raiders defense. You talked about it. I talked about it. We're down three corners. So then now next week, we're going to start Casey Hayward, Amik Robertson, and Brandon. Uh, I can't, I don't know how to say his last name. Faxion or Faxon or I don't know. How do you say it? But it. I'm sure you only recognize one of them, Casey Hayward. The other two, <laughs> no one knows. 
I only learned of Brandon today because they signed him off the Chargers practice squad and he's going to be starting for us. So because of this, I think it will force Gruden to throw the ball more, even though he always likes to stick to the run. So I think you would elevate the Raiders pass catchers just a little bit. Because the defense can't hold anything back. If you were to start a Raiders pass catcher not named Darren Waller this Sunday, who would it be? Hunter Renfro. You heard it right here. It's Hunter Renfro. It's Hunter Renfro. And you have him on your team, so so you're set. Because the thing is, I don't think Hunter Renfro is ever going to break off and then get you a big 20-point game like Henry Ruggs. But But the thing is, is that he comes with a floor. Henry Ruggs does not come with the floor. He'll take you straight to the basement or even hell with zero points. Same with Brian Edwards. He was non-existent last game. It was supposed to, I think that was supposed to be his breakout game. But I see, I think that's the problem. And, it, and honestly, this defense getting a little worse might force Gruden's hand to play more of the passing game, which is good, which is fine because the thing is we're better in the passing game than the running game. And this man still wants to run the ball. We should have a podcast dedicated to talking about the Raiders' um, running game. And yeah, I, I like John Gruden do. though. You like John Gruden? I mean, you're gonna you have him for what, like five more years? So you really don't have to say, right? Six, to be honest. I think uh, it's six. Thinking it's six. All right, but you talked about Hunter Renfro, who is actually a really good wide receiver that I didn't expect to be super good, and that's a good transition to our next segment. So we typically have three takeaways for our weekly recap, but because we're one-fourth of the way through the season, we decided to change it up a little bit, and we have two fantasy overachievers and two fantasy underachievers for, I guess, like the progress report for the season. I like that, yeah, for the first quarter. For the first quarter. And Ryan, were you surprised about any of the players that you had on your list? Yes, there, there's one big surprise for my fantasy overachiever. For your fantasy overachiever, and yeah, did you wanna did you wanna reveal it right now? Go for it, right? I can reveal it. How about Mike Williams? Ah, yeah, Mike Williams. See, I, this one I was kind of scared you would have too, but I was like, there's no way we can't talk about him. Mm-hmm. He had an ADP of 120. Mm-hmm. He went in the tenth round in the league we're both in, so it's like, and r- right now he's currently number five in points. In, in point totals out of all receivers. So I think that's a whole steal. Like I drafted Amari Cooper in the fourth. My, my, like just, just, just a disclaimer, you know, and he can't even crack the top 10. I think mm-hmm. he's 14 right now. And mm-hmm. Mike Williams came six rounds later in my league or in our league. So I think it's very much a robbery, man. Mike Williams. I think, see, okay. I'm glad I don't own Keenan Allen because yeah. I would be furious because you know, you, you come and you draft Keenan Allen. You're like, Oh, it's your turn. You see Mike Williams. You're like, uh, no, I'm going to go DJ Chark instead. I'd rather <laughs> dip my hands in another offense, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. And now what? You got the wrong receiver. But and you know, Mike Williams is popping off. So you, you want to share. True, true. And the thing with Mike Williams, that kind of remind Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, that reminds you of another duo that's also in Los Angeles. It's Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. Whoever has Robert Woods is probably feeling, you know, the same, uh, same sadness that Keenan Allen's feeling or the Keenan Allen owners are feeling. It's so unfortunate. <laughs> we, we will talk about that though. In, in length soon enough, mm-hmm. Ryan, I have, I'm, is that everything I want to say about Mike Williams? Yeah, that's, that's, all, that's all I got to say. I think everyone can just look at the point total and understand what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, I have another pass catcher for you, Ryan. 
He is currently wide receiver 13 on the season. 13. So he's ahead of Amari Cooper. Yeah. This is going to give it away. But if he didn't have brick hands all the time, he would actually be the wide receiver one in fantasy football. Who is this guy? It's Marquise Brown. It's Marquise Brown? He's wide it's- receiver 13 right now? Marquise Brown is wide receiver 13. And if he's he one spot away from, being from Amari Cooper. One. Yeah. Yeah. He, if he actually caught a couple of his, his touchdown passes last week against or two weeks ago against Detroit, he would actually be like a little higher than Tyreek Hill, I think. Jesus, Marquise Brown. Congratulations to you, sir. Congratulations. I have a concern though, which is why he's on my overachievers list because I don't think he'll be here in the second half. It's Rashad mm-hmm. Bateman. I'm oh, concerned. because Bateman's going to come back. When Bateman comes back, I think now I think Marquise Brown's still going to be a, a good wide receiver, but I don't think you're going to get the same touchdown production because I think those plays that were designed for Marquise Brown when it's like first and 12, yeah. they're going to go to Rashad Bateman instead. Like Marquise Brown's a field stretcher. That's what he is. True. Very true. Very true. But it's also, it's weird because now we finally see Mark Andrews kind of heating up just a little bit. Mm-hmm. yeah he would have had more points if the, if the touchdown stood so then i think it's kind of weird it's really hard to predict that offense because everything goes through lamar it really does he is the cornerstone piece and you should yeah, yeah. like that's a, that's all i have for marquise brown ryan go for your other fancy overachiever my next one and last one is jalen hurts nice I, I know everyone was speculating him as a sleeper coming in, but he actually answered. Like, did Mike Davis answer? Did Trey Sermon answer? And people are drafting these two guys, like, ahead of Jalen Hurts. So that, that's why, like, trying to defend myself here, because I, I know he was already named a sleeper, but he actually answered. Uh, he was drafted around six to eight-ish. And right now, just take a guess where he ranks after four weeks. You want to you guess, like, QB3. You knew, you you knew, you knew, man. Only uh, only Mahomes and Kyler Murray is ahead of him. Oh, it's Kyler Murray. I couldn't think of the second one. Yeah, and people were drafting Lamar and Russell Wilson before Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. I drafted Lamar. You, you know, I you know I drafted Aaron Rodgers a spot before Jalen Hurts came off the board. Wow, so you, you could have had could have had this Hurts sweepstake. I could have. I have a fun fact for you, Ryan. Because you mentioned okay. it, and it's the only fact that I, this is why I got quarterback three, and I just guessed that number. Mm-hmm. He and Patrick Mahomes are the only two quarterbacks this year to put up quarterback one numbers for the first four weeks of the season. So wow, he's been so, the QB one. Yeah. So the two most consistent quarterbacks so far in fantasy. Yeah. And he, I feel like he's a really good example of a player who, you know, his team might not win. A lot of games the offense may not look super productive but he can carry a team in fantasy football so i'd like to think of it then as this year's justin herbert this year's they didn't justin win herbert. too many games last year either you know but justin herbert literally was a fantasy darling he was a star i like that i actually like i like the justin herbert comparison he's not josh allen he's not he's not breaking down yeah, 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 he's not. He's not, but all right. For my last overachiever, I did have one honorable mention, and that was DJ Moore. <laughs> he's, he's actually very high up in the wide receiver rankings. 
he's really, really high. And I think it's hilarious because coming into this year, I feel like a lot of people already wrote in that Calvin Ridley was like the best wide receiver in the first round when they both got drafted. Boy, DJ Moore, man, he is really good. But the wide receiver I want to talk about, and it might be a little Mm Homer-like, it's Debo Samuel. For the overachiever? Yes, for my overachiever. Yeah. Debo Samuel. Because the thing is, I don't know if I don't know if I just had a hunch. I knew coming into the season that the wide receiver you wanted to draft was Debo Samuel. I mean, a lot of it was because you knew that I didn't. You did, and you obviously didn't tell me about it. No, because it was a secret. It, it was a secret, and it was a good secret. And you're like, "Oh, RJ, why do you say that?" I'll give you a reason why. Number one reason why I was more in for Debo Samuel and not Brandon Ayuk was because Brandon Ayuk was being drafted too too high, round five. People were people were drafting him around CD Lamb, Amari Cooper. That's crazy. That was crazy. I was like, I don't it's want crazy. that. But I, I wanted a share of the Niners' offense. Debo Samuel plays for the 49ers, and he was a good wide receiver. I don't get why people completely wrote him off because Brandon Ayuk was there. I don't know if people remember, but there was one game that they both played. And it was against the Patriots, and Debo Samuel got hurt that game. Mm-hmm. But when they were both on the field, Debo Samuel had like six catches before the first half. And Brandon I had see. like one or two. And I so see. I knew, I knew Debo Samuel was going to be the number one. Or at least oh, so you didn't buy in on the you didn't buy in on the smoke. Didn't Smart buy man. in on the smoke. But yeah, he's currently wide receiver three for the year. Debo Samuel, yeah. And I think DJ Moore is like four or something like that, right? He is four. Yeah. yeah so yeah, crazy. All right. I'll speed through my underachievers. My first one. You mentioned him, Calvin Ridley. Uh, he was drafted somewhere in round two, first half of round two in our league. And I think the expectation was that he would just come in and like really blow up, like in a good way, you know, because Julio Jones was gone. But the Falcons literally blew up, like exploded, like they self-destructed in a bad way. So, I mean, Ridley has 7, 15, 10, and 11 points in four weeks. Not good. Just, just straight up not good. And you have your second one. Oh, oh, oh. I, I do have my second one, but actually, same goes for Kyle Pitts, too. Like, I, I don't know <laughs> if he's, like, the uni- or a unicorn of a player that, like, people are comparing him to, or he's just a horse, because he's probably just a horse at this point. He's not a unicorn. He's not scoring anything. Second player, you also mentioned him, Brandon Ayuk. He <laughs> went literally two rounds or three rounds before Debo Samuel. And uh, he he was literally inactive week one. Yeah. Just doesn't make sense to me. Take it away with your two. I'm going to rip. I'm going to just rip through. I have three right here. Number one, coming in with an average of 8.5 fantasy points per game. 13 receptions, 149 yards, one TD. Wide receiver, 60 on the year. 60. It's Allen Robinson. (laughs) Gotta love it. I don't Next buy in one. on Allen Robinson, man. Don't buy in. I know. I was so close to buying in, but I didn't, and I'm so happy. It's because you buy in on him every year. I do, and Robert Woods. This is the one year I'm crying about Robert Woods, but it's fine. Next player up, 37 rushing attempts, 149 rushing yards. It's the running back, 33. It's my man, Miles Sanders. Ryan, I feel like I'm just naming players on my team last year. 
You are unfortunate. Unfortunate. Last player though, he was. Might not as on well my you team. can just list your whole team for the underachievers list. <laughs> I my my team last year was really really bad, but my last player, someone who wasn't on my list, you hyped him up though. Twelve receptions, two touchdowns, has less than hundred and twenty yards receiving in guy? four games. It's the legend himself. <laughs> it's Logan Thomas, currently tight end twenty. Hey, hey man, in my defense. It's only been four games. We got a whole season of play left. You know he's hurt and I on, on IR, right? Coming back better than better than ever. He'll come back better than ever. Oh, Ryan. Oh, Ryan. You know what's funny though? We talked up Robert Woods. And you know where we have Robert Woods, Ryan? In our fantasy league. In our in charity, our fantasy, charity league. fantasy league. And we're gonna breeze straight through this. Who won? Don't talk about it. We are on a three-game losing streak. We lost 122 to 95 to the fantasy newsroom. Was not close. We kind of got spanked. We scored the least amount of points in the league this week. I'm not I surprised. Not surprised. Yeah. Not surprised. Bad decisions we made. We trust the Patriots' backfield. Terrible. Armandre Stevenson inactive. JJ Taylor fumbled the ball his first time. Never got the ball back. Number two. A.J. Dillon was our leading running back this week. How? How did A.J. Dillon have... How did he score more points than Chuba Hubbard? It, it, it's frustrating. Our running back situation in that league, it's to the point where, you know how sometimes, like, you look at it, you look, you look at your team, you get mad. And the only yeah. reason you get mad is because there's still potential. With mm-hmm. this league, it's kind of like you look at it and you're just like, eh, whatever. You know, like it, it makes no, there's no point in getting mad because I don't think there's any recovery from this. The Gus Edwards injury hurt us severely. Were we able to pick up, you know, the train, oh. Latavius Murray? Let's talk about that. So, oh, what well, good decisions oh, God. we made. Well, we why did you say it in Latavius that Latavius Murray. We, we did. We, we, got, we, got, we got Murray? Yeah, we got Latavius oh. Murray. Ryan, you want to talk about this? I got you. I'll guide you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were three bids. First bid, I'll go from lowest to highest. Okay. Someone bid $0. Someone bid $15. And someone bid $62 mm-hmm. on Latavius Murray. We were the mm-hmm. team that bid $62. You know, now let's go I, with Damien. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I, you know, to defend me and RJ right now, or RJ and I, we only bidded $62 on Latavius Murray, because I don't know which team did this, but y'all bid $100 on Elijah Mitchell. So we got scared. We didn't know who we're playing with. So we're like, we have to secure a running back. That is why we did $62. Got it. Ryan, I finally figured out where the 42 comes in because another player was picked up this week. Damien Williams, going from least to highest, zero, eight. We bid 25 and two teams bid $42. On wow. Damian Williams. Okay, we did not okay. get him, but I think we may have picked the wrong running back, or we, we were smart about it. I think that's how we have to look at it. Latavius Murray was the right pick. Well, I don't know why everyone wants Damian Williams more, because unless people are thinking Tyson Williams inactive, being inactive in week four is a fluke. Mm-hmm. And then they, they expect Tyson Williams to come back. That's why no one wants Latavius Murray, but I think Latavius... Murray is their number one. Like they trust Le'Veon Bell more. Pass protection. That's why. 
That's what I'm saying, man. Latavius Murray is the move. We made the right choice. Believe. Believe he's... See, if you just squint your eyes a little bit, it's just like, oh my God, it's it's Gus Edwards. The running back be drafted. (laughs) (laughs) Not that bad. It's not that bad, but yeah. That's all I had, Ryan. All right. So to everyone that has made it this far, thank you for listening. And may the football gods bless your team with more wins this year. We'll catch you guys again next week when we review week five of the NFL regular season. And that's the T. And that's the T. Take care, y'all.